Good, Good day, day, everyone. <laughs> My name's Anna. And I'm Kirsten. And you're listening to the, the Cover, Cover to Cover podcast. <laughs> I already messed it up. No, it was good. It was oh good. my gosh. Okay, we're keeping it. It's fine. It's we're still getting the hang of the intro. We took a week off, so yeah. getting back to it. I'm just going to address the elephant in the room. My voice is not 100%. I've had laryngitis this entire last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't been able to talk for mm. a while. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh. I'm probably going to sound weird at times. Um, it's okay. But it's okay. We're fine. You're We're Atlanta. Gucci. Yeah. So it's unique. It's unique. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it makes me sound sexy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but um, that gravelly voice. Yeah, that's all. It's always so sexy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. So today's episode mm-hmm. is over Heartstopper. Yes. Um, I had already read all of these books and watched the series on Netflix um, mm-hmm. before Kirsten. Yeah. And I got her on it, so I let her borrow all of the books, and, and then I she watched it. Read them all in a day. Yeah. They were so good. You finished watching it, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. We're ready to talk about yes. it. I'm super I'm ready excited. To talk about it. I decided to take the lead on this episode since mm-hmm. I was the first to introduce you to it and to get all the juices flowing on it. Of course. So, um, first of all, I just want to give a little trigger warning because yeah. this series covers some rough topics yes. like sexual assault, eating disorders, mental illness, and other sensitive topics. So, click away now if you do not want to listen or listen with your own discretion. Yes. Um, you have been warned. Um, so first thing I think we should do, like we do all uh-huh. book episodes, mm-hmm. is the, you know, Me. the 60 second mm-hmm. recap. Yes. But I figured since there's a lot to these books, I'm thinking just do the first two volumes. So basically where the show stops, the first series or the first season of the show stops. Oh god. Give me a 60 second recap of just those two, okay? Okay, I have because to remember. There is so much in all four of them. Tell me when you're ready. Oh gosh, I'm so nervous. Okay. Ready? I'm ready, yeah. Set. Oh. Okay, so it's about this boy named Charlie and he's like 15 years old. They're in like middle high school, I guess. And at the beginning, he's like with this guy named What's his name? Ben. And he's like, they're like kind of together, but Ben doesn't want to come out. And so he's just like seeing him in the classroom. So then Charlie like goes to the classroom and he gets paired up with this boy <laughs> named, uh, what's his name? I'm having a brain fart. I'm having a brain fart. Nick. Nick. Okay. I can't think on the spot. So Nick, <laughs> and then they like start hanging out and Nick is on the rugby team and he gets Charlie to like, I feel like I'm skipping so many things. It's okay. It's okay. He, like, gets Charlie to, like, play with him on the rugby team, and they become, like, best friends, and then, like, Charlie starts to... 15 seconds. Charlie starts to feel like... And then Nick starts to feel like... And they, like, (laughs) like each other, but they don't know if they like each other. And then they kiss, and then... But Nick's not out. He doesn't even know if he's, like, bi or if he's gay or anything. So then they, like, go on these secret little dates. Time's up. And they love each other. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Um, That was not... That really wasn't bad, because... The way that the comics are set up, like the books. So the books are like comic books. Yeah, they're graphic novels. They're graphic novels. So the way that those are set up, graphic novels kind of, they they do a lot of time jumps. So you kind of with chapters, you're kind of just in a different scene that's not really related. Mm-hmm. In the show, they did it really well. But we're talking about the books. And it's not really reading a lot. It's just like, 
it's like you're watching a show. It's like you're looking at the scenes, like seeing what's happening. With exactly. Like dialogue. Exactly, exactly. So it's almost like watching a show when you're looking yeah. at that, which I think is super fun. Mm-hmm. I, I think this was the first real graphic novel I got into. I've read like comics and, and graphic novels before, but never read to the end and got bored through it. Heartstopper is the first one I've read through. I think it, I think Heartstopper was the first graphic actual graphic novels that I read too. Like I read like um, mangas. Yeah. But those, I feel like those are different than graphic novels. They are. They're like kind of. They're different. They're just different. I feel like mangas are different too. They're just. I feel like they're written differently. They are. Mm-hmm. By the way, a volume five and six is coming out. <gasps> really. Yes. So volume five is set to come out very soon. Mm-hmm. And then volume six is in oh, the yeah, works. Oh, I think you sent that to me. Yeah. Didn't you? Mm-hmm. I, I did. did. Yeah. And they're already working on a season two of the show, which Heck I'm sure yeah. will be over volumes three and four, which mm-hmm. are already out. And mm-hmm. then I'm sure there will be a season three dedicated to five and six, but those are going to take some time to get out. So now it's time to go over the overview. I separated this by volume. So there are four volumes out, mm-hmm. four books. We're going to start with volume one. So this is the very first book. Um, So it follows this boy named Charlie who has a secret boyfriend named Ben. And they meet up secretly every now and then to make out or whatever. Did I mention they are secret? Secret. Said it a few times. Secret. In Charlie's form class, which is basically a collection of kids ages 11 to 18, um, he meets Nick who sits next to him. There's this cute montage of them basically just saying hi to each other over and over again. Charlie's best friend, Tao Su, is not the biggest fan of Charlie's new friendship with Nick and basically tells him to back off. Next thing we know, Charlie walks up on Ben with a girl and he calls things off with him, feeling cheated on. Nick finds out that Charlie is a really fast runner and asks him to join the rugby team. Charlie obviously says yes because he's simping for Nick. Um, Nick, <laughs> Nick finds out that Charlie can play the drums, which he thinks is so cool. Charlie gets a text from Ben asking to meet up. Ben corners him, and this is where a trigger warning comes in, and accuses him of being scared of being caught, to which Charlie pops off at him and turns the whole thing around saying that Ben is the scared one because Charlie is already openly gay in school. Um, in short, Ben sexually assaults Charlie, which... Nick steps in before Ben can get too far. This kicks off a proper crush on both sides for both of them, for Nick and Charlie. Mm -hmm. Um, Tao tries once again to remind Charlie that Nick is the straightest looking boy in school. Charlie obviously doesn't listen. Nick invites Charlie over to meet his dog. They play in the snow and have a cute scene where Nick warms Charlie up afterwards. After Charlie leaves, Nick's mom comments on how Nick seems to be more himself around Charlie. Charlie's sister, Tori, comforts Charlie for falling for a straight boy. Because uh, Charlie, there's a whole scene in the book where Charlie just sobs and is like, I'm falling for a straight guy. Mm-hmm. Nick goes to Charlie's house and Charlie teaches Nick how to play the drums and fails because yeah. Nick is not good. Mm. Nick just watches Charlie do his homework. <laughs> there's a scene where that happens. Um, Nick has an inner struggle on whether to hold Charlie's hand or not. They hug goodbye, and Nick immediately goes home to Google about his sexuality. Nick invites Charlie to a party with him. While they're at the party, Nick runs into Tara, Tara, Tara Jones, a girl he kissed a long time ago. Tara tells him that she's a lesbian and has a girlfriend. Um, 
Harry, the boy who's throwing the party, says some homophobic things about Charlie, and Nick rips into him about it and then goes to find Charlie, who has run off. They find each other, and they decide to go somewhere quieter. Charlie asks him about his crush, to which Nick confirms may not be a girl. They share an adorable kiss, but get interrupted when Harry is trying to find Nick, and Charlie runs away. And that's where the first volume ends. Nick runs away. Well, Nick runs away, and then Charlie runs away, and Nick tries to find him, and And Charlie's gone. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Charlie runs away, crying. He's all heartbroken. He thinks that Nick has run away from him, and... That, you know, like history is repeating he, itself. He thinks he, like, made a mistake or whatever. Well, let's move on to volume two. So much happens in these books. <clears throat> and you can... I literally read, like, read each one in, like, 45 So much minutes. happens. The most happens in volume three. Um, I have the most written down for that one, and we're getting to it. But let's start with volume two. Okay. It starts with Nick showing up at Charlie's house, dripping with rainwater because it was raining outside, and he didn't bring an j- umbrella. After Charlie spirals and starts to apologize for initiating a kiss and possibly ruining their friendship, Nick kisses Charlie once again, solidifying their mutual crush. Nick apologizes for disappearing on Charlie and explains that he's still trying to figure out his sexuality. Charlie tells him that he's always been aware of his own sexuality, and Nick says that he has liked girls in the past. Charlie suggests that he might be bisexual. Another makeout sesh ensues, and Charlie's little brother interrupts. When Nick leaves, Charlie rushes after him all cinematic-like and kisses him in the rain, then runs back home. Nick researches bisexuality and tells Charlie that that might be what he is. Um, They decide to keep their relationship a secret because Nick isn't ready to fully come out yet, which Charlie respects. Charlie invites Nick to his birthday party where Nick gets to meet all his friends. Um, Tao pulls Charlie aside and expresses his worry that Nick is only trying to get with him for a laugh. Tao doesn't want Charlie to get hurt like he was when he was initially outed at school. Nick overhears this conversation and realizes that him trying to keep things a secret might be hurting Charlie. Nick gives Charlie his birthday present, which is a picture of them that day in the snow. It's so cute. So cute. And they kiss out in the open because of, you know, what Nick overheard. In the book, Nick confronts Charlie and says, I heard you in the bathroom. Yeah. In the show, they never address it. Mm-mm. Which I like the show version better, to be honest really? with you. I do. I like their, um, how open they are with their communication. But. I mean, I like the open communication, but for that scene in particular, I felt like Maybe confronting... Unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, I feel like confronting him could actually make Charlie feel like he's trying to make sure he doesn't think that so that he can continue with his ruse or something, like kind of whatever. But mm-hmm. Instead, he just acted on it. Exactly. Later on, Tara pulls Nick aside, and Nick ends up telling her about his and Charlie's relationship. So Nick's taking these, like, baby steps, trying to Mm -hmm. come to Charlie's level, Mm -hmm. which is something that Ben didn't do. Right. When Nick tells Charlie that he told Tara, Charlie is overjoyed that Nick is opening up. Charlie's older sister, Tori, walks in on them kissing, and Nick panics. Charlie calms him down cutely. Later, Charlie goes to the movies with Nick's friends. Harry is there, but they decide to try to ignore him. While watching the movie, they hold pinkies, and it's adorable. Afterwards, Harry makes some homophobic comments, which makes Charlie sad, and he goes home. Nick stays behind and beats the living shit out of of Harry. Mm -hmm. When Charlie finds out, he hugs Nick, and they go to the beach. They make out in a photo booth, and Nick tells Charlie that he's ready to come out. Nick tells his mom that him and Charlie are dating, and she is so supportive. 
And that is where volume two ends. Mm -hmm. And that's where the series on, the Mm -hmm. season one on Netflix ends as well. Then we move on to volume three. And this is quite possibly my favorite of the four that are out currently. I can't remember which one was my favorite. I think I rated the fourth one the highest. The fourth one is my least favorite. Really? Yeah. The fourth one made me sob. I mean, it did. It made me sob too. It made me feel so many things. So volume three. We start with Charlie telling his parents that him and Nick are dating because they he never actually told them that. Nick has an opportunity to tell his friends, but he gets scared and bails. At this point, they've been dating for like three-ish months. Maybe a little less. Um, Charlie starts exhibiting behaviors of anxiety and stress about them being out. And Nick kisses them away, but the rugby coach walks in on them. Uh, and she doesn't react much at all. Um, the coach pulls Nick aside afterwards and tells him that if he hurts Charlie, they'll be having words. And she tells him about her wife, um, which gives Nick some good backup. He feels like he's supported even more. The thing I like about these books is that there are so many really supportive characters Mm -hmm. that kind of help back up the ones that are really homophobic. Yeah, (laughs) and they're all so diverse. uh, Oh, yeah, definitely. I love it. I love it. That I love this writer. Alice Oseman is so good. Mm-hmm. A new development for Tao has come about with his crush on one of their friends, Elle. I never mentioned Elle in the first two because in the books she wasn't really important. Yeah. In season one she was of like the of Netflix, but she wasn't as important um, in the books. But now she is. She's becoming a very big character. Um, so he, Tao has a crush on Elle, who is, I don't mention it in my overview, but she is transgender, mm-hmm. um, used to go to school with them at an all boys school. And now she goes to the all girls school in that community. Um, but, and they've been friends for like ever. So mm-hmm. grew up together basically. Um, Nick and Charlie gossip about whether they should tell them about their relationship to maybe get them to deal with their feelings. They tell their other friend, Aled, that's his name, Aled. Aled or Aled. I don't know how to pronounce that. I will say Aled. Okay. They tell their other friend Aled who tells them that Elle already knows, but to not tell Tao because he was the reason that Charlie was outed to the school. Oh, yeah. This sends Charlie into a panic. (laughs) Trigger warning. Charlie opens up to Nick about how being outed and the bullying that came because of it caused him to start cutting himself. Mm -hmm. Later, Nick's brother, who is back from university, Nick's older brother. Oh, God. Meets Charlie and isn't as welcoming as Nick's mom was. Uh, makes some homophobic comments. Says things like, I always knew you'd be the one to turn gay. Yeah. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Just like super out of pocket stuff. Yeah. About Nick. Mm-hmm. Not really about Charlie yet, but like about Nick. And he's just like, he's being, he's being bold. Right. About it. Oh yeah. And this is all in front of Charlie. Because Charlie, Charlie had gone over to Nick's house that day. And that's when his brother made an appearance. Yeah. And start saying that stuff about Nick in front of Charlie. And so Charlie gets sad by this and starts to feel like it's his fault that Nick is being treated this way. Uh, Fast forward to the school Paris trip where students share hotel rooms, but boys can only be with boys and girls with girls, um, which I think is a super heteronormative thing. Yeah. They're they're boyfriends and they're literally rooming together. (laughs) But And like the other couple's lesbians. Like they're literally together. (laughs) Like Tara and Darcy, bro. Um, Tao, Aled, Charlie, and Nick room together, but there are only two beds, and Aled and Tao want separate beds. So this temporarily separates the lovebirds. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Tao obliviously thinks he's spared Charlie the agony of having to share a bed with his crush who does not reciprocate feelings. He thinks he's being a hero. Mm. The girls come into the room and Tao gets flustered asking if Elle is there. We're seeing more of Tao's crush on Elle. The next morning, Elle walks into the room to a half-naked Tao and both of them get shy. Tao and Elle wander off to a museum together while the others wander around Paris. This is where things start to take a turn because... Trigger warning, Charlie starts to display symptoms of an eating disorder. He is not eating very much at all, and Nick begins to notice. Everyone learns that Nick is fluent in French, except for Charlie. Charlie's not around for this. When they get back to the hotel, Nick talks to Tao and asks how it went with Elle. Nick tries to encourage Tao to confess his feelings, but Tao says that he feels unworthy of someone as great as Elle and rushes away. Mind you, Nick and Tao still don't have like a 100% great relationship Mm -hmm. because Tao doesn't trust Nick as much, but he is still opening up little by little because they've been hanging out for the past three months, Right? you know? Yeah. Later, Nick and Charlie get into a heated makeout sesh that goes further than they've gotten before, and Nick starts to kiss Charlie's neck. Up pops a hickey that Charlie has to somehow hide. He doesn't think about makeup for some reason, and he just decides to raw dog it and let it sit out in the open mm-hmm. um for everyone Launch to see it. he's like yeah look at his hickey yeah he's just they, they're for some reason just not worried about it he's like <laughs> there's this weird scene where he's like oh it's fine and then nick's like no it's not fine now like they're gonna know like someone here yeah did it yeah and and he's like uh they won't know it's you and i'm just like how, how would they not? How would they not? You know what I'm saying? Anyway. They're like literally they always didn't. together. They didn't though. That's the funny thing. They didn't. I mean, they noticed the hickey, but they never suspected They're Nick. Like, who gave him the <laughs> which hickey? Which I think is so stupid. Yeah. Uh, people start to talk about Charlie, which sends Charlie into another inward panic. Surprisingly, Harry steps in and tells them to piss off. Charlie finally tells Tal about their relationship and Tal gets sad that he didn't tell him sooner. Tal gets down on himself because he thinks he was in the way and he walks off. So basically Tal is thinking that he's the bad friend, which he kind of is. Like he's like, I'm sorry that I got in the way of your guys' romance, which honestly is why I love Tal as a character. Like in the season on the show, he was kind of a dick. But Mm -hmm. in the books, he's actually like a really cool character and I actually really dig him. Towards the end, I started to like him. He definitely got on my nerves at the beginning. I think he was... In the books, he he wasn't, like, like around him. as much, I feel like. Yeah. So he, he wasn't around as much to, like, be annoying. In the show, he was annoying. Yeah. <laughs> because he was always around. But Tao and Elle wander off and have their first kiss. I forgot about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Charlie skips breakfast, which leads to him passing out later. He talks to Nick about why he skips meals sometimes because he feels like it's the only thing he control he can control sometimes. Nick consoles him as best as he can and gets him to eat something to eat. Nick answers a call from his dad and speaks fluent French, and this turns Charlie on, and Nick teases him about it. Tao and Charlie make up, and they talk about their love lives. Nick has been making sure Charlie eats, and things are looking up. Um, the students have a party where Tao and Elle are caught making out by Charlie, and then Darcy, Tara's girlfriend, brings alcohol. Harry shows up to the party and Charlie tells him off when he tries to apologize. The kids play truth or dare and Nick and Charlie end up telling everyone that they're dating. Darcy gets sick from the alcohol and the party ends. Nick and Charlie have the sex talk and confess they're not ready yet in a cute little moment that turns into lots of little kisses. And there's also a side plot where the two teachers uh, get together. I thought that was cute. 
and I didn't put this in the overview because my overview was getting long and I didn't feel like they were that important. Uh-huh. But I do hope that they're in the show because yeah. I'd love to see that. I liked that little side happen. story. I thought that was I loved cool. the dynamic between them. I'll go into this a little bit because I was, you know, rereading it for this. The teacher dynamic is cute because one of the teachers is from the all-boys school and the other one is from the all-girls school. So for this trip, they're kind of together because all the boys and girls are going on this trip together. Mm-hmm. And they're like the chaperones. One of them, I think the one from the boys' school, is like super cute and like just super nice and, you know, sunshiny. Mm-hmm. And the other one is like super like, he's a grumpy, it's a grumpy sunshine for sure. Like, like he's moody. the grumpy, moody yeah. one, like kind of monotone, like where's the alcohol type of guy, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they're just super cute. Like they yeah. really are cute. I just didn't feel like it was necessary to put them in my overview, but... Anyway, that's where volume three ends. That's my favorite volume because of, mainly because of Elle and Tao. Mm-hmm. I love them. I want them to get together in the series and I'm just, I want to see it. Because the actors for the series are really good too and I think they mm-hmm. would be like a good looking pair. Mm-hmm. Um, because Elle is actually played by a transgender girl. Which is super is really? Yeah, that's she's super actually cool. gender, I didn't transgender. I did not know that. So, yes, love when that happens when they actually get someone. Yeah. Like accurate, like representation. Yeah, exactly. Um, So volume four, and this is the last one, and also the least amount of notes I took because I hated this one. What? Yeah. It was very triggery and not very much about their relationship. When I first read it, it made me cry. When I was going back through it, I was like, this is really repetitive, and like it was only about the eating disorder stuff, really. Mm -hmm. There was nothing much more than that, and it just got to be redundant. Mm -hmm. But... Let's go through it. So trigger warning, this entire volume is pretty heavy. Yeah, it is. Um, so volume four starts with the crew going to the beach. Um, Nick and Charlie apply sunscreen for each other and kiss a little bit. And this is all in front of people. So they're like fully out in front of people now mm-hmm. by volume four. Um, Charlie has stopped eating again and none of Nick's usual tricks to help him are working anymore. So usually Nick would try to pull him away from a crowd and help him eat alone because usually crowds kind of mm-hmm. get him... Uh, stressed out mm-hmm. a little bit that's not helping Charlie's just like I really just can't right now mm-hmm. like I can't they'll notice if I walk away like I just can't so like he's just not eating at all mm-hmm. um, Nick tells Charlie that he thinks he has an eating disorder and tries to give him advice so now Nick is coming to Charlie and being like I think you, you have this yeah. so Charlie says that he thinks his parents won't understand and that's kind of where it goes Nick's not pushing too hard on this mm-hmm. Charlie finally tells Nick that he loves him, and Nick says it back. At home, Charlie's mom yells at him for being too obsessed with his boyfriend and saying that he shouldn't waste time on school on a school romance, and Charlie gets really upset. On top of that, like, Nick is going away for a while, and, mm-hmm. like, so Charlie is stressed out about that, and, you know, cell service isn't working, so he's trying to talk to, to Nick on the phone, but, like, he can't hear him, and... He, like, lashes out a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, he lashes out at his mom. He's like, just leave me alone, and, like, runs away. And, of course, Tori is listening in on all this, and she's, like, really sad. Mm -hmm. Tori, these specifically in Volume 3 and 4, has been a really nice wing woman for Charlie. Mm -hmm. She's been a really awesome big sister. Um, I really like her character, but she's, like, not in it a whole lot. She's really awesome. But she's great. I really like her. She's actually from... Just a fun little fact. I haven't read it, but Alice Oseman wrote, before she wrote Heartstopper, um, a book called Solitaire, which is about Tori. 
Really? So Tori is actually the first Heartstopper character that she ever created. Oh. And then she created Heartstopper as a secondary um, series. And then included Tori in that story. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, yeah. That's a little little tidbit that you can know about that. Nick goes away on vacation with his family. And his family is... Well, it's his brother's with him on that trip. And the entire trip, Nick is trying to talk to, his, to Charlie. And... Um, you know, his brother's making homophobic comments like, who are you trying to talk to? I bet it's your boyfriend. Still can't believe you're, you t- he turned you gay and things like that. And, yeah. And like bisexual, if you're gay, just say you're gay. Charlie and Nick are struggling being away from one another. Um, Charlie's like all down, barely talking to people, not really answering texts from anyone except for Nick. Nick vents to his mom about Charlie's eating disorder um, because... After he's on a phone call with Charlie, he uh, his mom Charlie's mom walks in while he's on the phone and says something about him not eating dinner, and Charlie quickly hangs up the phone and this sends Nick into like a panic and mm-hmm. so he vents to his mom, and she tells him not to try to fix it but to just be there for him, um, and Nick gets home and immediately kisses Charlie so they're like reunited now. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie goes over to Nick's house for Nick's birthday. Nick talks to Charlie, and Charlie agrees to tell his parents about his eating disorder. Charlie goes to a psychiatric hospital for some time. Charlie gets diagnosed with anorexia and OCD. And then there's a montage of Charlie getting better and Nick and Charlie living their best life. Um, Nick gets a new puppy. I think his, his name is Henry. Nick goes off on his brother for being an ass, and Tori gets some words in too. There's this really funny scene towards the end of the book where Nick's brother says something to Charlie this time, and I can't remember what it is, but in Charlie's house, I can't remember why they're there, to be honest with you, Nick's brother is just sitting on their staircase on the phone, and Tori comes down the staircase, kicks his phone out of his hand, and is like, if you ever say anything like that to my brother ever again, I will shit mm-hmm. all over you I basically think, i think they were all having dinner together oh yeah i think you're right i think um nick's dad was supposed to come in town but he doesn't does he i think he does does he i think he does and then also it's mentioned that tori might have a love interest named michael um for future books or it could just be a little callback to the solitaire novel mm-hmm. which i haven't read so i wouldn't know um but yeah that's where uh volume four ends and then it's like follow us in volume five and then um the author took a long hiatus yes from writing so she that was written a long time ago and she hasn't put out volume five but it's coming out soon so excited so excited so excited about that i think it's time to talk about that in relation to the series okay yeah i have some things yeah um so basically the show season one on netflix of heartstopper is based on the first two volumes Mm -hmm. and is practically exactly the same Mm -hmm. the only differences that i could really find that were like big is that charlie does not have a little brother in the series Mm -hmm. and he does in the novels which I'm kind of sad about because his brother is so cute in the novels. Now, I didn't write him very much in the overviews, but there are some scenes where, like, he, his little brother literally just cock blocks him and Nick, and it's yeah. so funny. And then Aled isn't in the show and is replaced by Isaac, actually. Okay. So yeah. Isaac, the one that reads all the time. Yeah. Like, Aled's whole thing, his part, he just, he's, like, a very artistic person. He draws all the time. 
Isaac reads all the time. And so he, like, kind of replaces Aled. I don't know why they replaced Aled with Isaac, but... Which, uh, we noticed when we were watching it, um, in one scene when Isaac is reading, he's literally reading, um... A uh, good girl's guide to murder. Yeah, I remember we pointed that out. I was like, wait a second. Hold on a minute. <laughs> <That book>? What? <laughs> so cool. So good. And then I think in another scene, he was actually reading like Heartstopper. And I was like, oh, oh that's funny. The whole conflict scene towards the end of the series on Netflix. Uh huh. Charlie actually like semi breaks up with Nick and is like, I'm causing you so much trouble. So we shouldn't be together. Uh huh. And then they have like the whole like, the day where they're doing all these sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. wearing face paint and everything. Nick confesses in love his love and he's like, it's all worth it to be with you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't happen in the book. I was going to say, I don't, that wasn't Nope, that doesn't happen in the book. After Nick beats up Harry at the movies, mm-hmm. Charlie basically swoons and then all of the stuff skips. Like, he never breaks up with Nick. Yeah. So. Um, but I did like that added in the show. Like, I don't. I would have been fine if it wasn't added. Yeah. But it was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm indifferent about it. What do you think about the show? Um, the one main <clears throat> difference that I can think of in the show is Tao and El, and El's relationship. Yes. In the show versus the books, which I know they added it just for more context. Yeah. But that's not in the books at all. Like they not don't. Not for volume they one don't too. Start flirting or even talking. Until volume three. But I am liking how they set it up, and I'm glad yeah. they didn't kiss by the end of season one yeah. because that would have ruined the entire timeline. Like I said, I know why they did it. It's just different. Yeah, just exactly. Different. In the show, they go to an ice cream parlor. They do. Where they go on like a triple date. I don't think that's Oh, yeah. Thing. No, that's not. That's not. They do that when they're in Paris. They do. They get ice cream. But they get ice not, cream, but it's not like a date. It's not like, like No. No, it's Cause just because they they're walking Paris. They were trying streets. to set up Tao and L, mm-hmm. like secretly. Well, that kind of oh gosh, that kind of happens in Volume Three, but it's not yeah. in that context. It's like at Paris, mm-hmm, yeah. and they're like, "Why don't you two go off alone?" And that's when um, like Tao and L go to the museum yeah. together, mm-hmm. and yeah, they are trying to kind of set them up. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I do think this might be a hot take. Ooh. Don't okay. come for me. Okay. I do think they could have just made it a movie instead of a TV show because I feel I, like I would have been more entertained if it was just like a movie. But like, I don't know if they would have been able to include all the details they needed in a movie, to be honest with you. Maybe. Especially since season one isn't even covering volumes three and four. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Man, I binged that show so fast. I liked it. I loved... I liked the books better, personally. I think I liked volumes one through three better. (laughs) Charlie's whole, like, story of, like... He overthinks. He's an overthinker. He doesn't want Nick to get hurt because he knows what he went through. He's, like, a little bit anxious and scared and leads into an eating disorder i just like i get it yeah like i feel how i i know how he feels there was so um, it like punched me right in my gut i remember crying when i read it for the first time um there was a a scene the scene where nick finally gets charlie to agree to talk to his parents and he's like Mm -hmm. i'll go in there with you Mm -hmm. to talk with them 
and they sit down and Charlie wrote out a note because he didn't feel like he could talk about it accurately yeah. mm-hmm. and the note I wish I would have brought the book with me mm-hmm. the note literally is written in such a Charlie way mm-hmm. um like there are scribbles all over it where you like scribbles out words and it's like it's so Charlie yeah and it, he says like I have these voices in my head mm-hmm. that like tell me not to eat and things like that and that something bad will happen if I if I do and mm-hmm. it was so sad. I wish they would have dived in maybe a little bit more to the cutting thing though because mm-hmm. that was mentioned early on and then we never saw that yeah, it was just kind of jumped over mm-hmm. like quickly mentioned mm-hmm. maybe we'll go into it in volume five though because they haven't had sex yet mm-hmm. and I know they're young so I'm not gonna like be like, I want them to have sex. I really don't care. But the reason I'm bringing this up is he, they haven't taken off their clothes like in front of each other. I yeah. mean, Nick has taken his shirt off in front of Charlie yeah. before, but mm-hmm. Charlie doesn't do that. And so I'm like, his full skin hasn't been exposed to Nick yet. Nick hasn't seen... Battle scars, yeah. if there are any, you know. If yeah. he didn't do it very much, then there might not be mm-hmm. like... Scourge. I was expecting this, like, you know, like a third act breakup, which, yeah. is, you know, happens in almost every single romance. They never broke up. Read. They never broke up. There was never any conflict between them, and I lo- loved that. Other I than the was... little things that have, like, they've never fought, I don't think. No, they're just, like, bumps. It's, like, bumps in their own personal journeys that have led to... Um, doubts I think yeah but they have such good communication that it hasn't led to any fights or any breakups on their part Mm -hmm. and it's just it's really a very healthy relationship Mm -hmm. I am scared that because it's been so good that it's going to lead to something bad in volume five or six I hope not just keep it good there doesn't need to be anything bad the whole the reason that Heartstopper is so good and it stands out against other things is that it's so cutesy mm-hmm. and that it doesn't follow romance norms where there is like mm-hmm. that breakup that happens, you know? They're defying the odds mm-hmm. and not caring what people think. Now, kind of caring what people think, but mm-hmm. not letting it affect their relationship, you know? And that's what I love about it. I feel like it's more normal, yeah. more typical. Like, their relationship just seems very I normal. That, their friendships, how they communicate, just seem very practical, I guess. Yeah, like the timeline, they've only been together mm-hmm. for three months, so they, yep. I feel like they wouldn't have broken up in that time anyway. Yeah. Unless, for some reason, something really went downhill. But the one other thing that I want to talk about is what I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. for the seasons ahead of the show. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to see Tao and Elle's relationship. Mm-hmm. Paris, I heard, well, the entire cast was in Paris um, a while back. And they said it wasn't because of filming, that, that it was like just a random thing. And oh, I don't believe I'm them sure. for a they second. They probably just had to say that. So I'm hoping that everything is actually set in Paris. Mm-hmm. Like that I hope they cool. actually went to Paris and filmed there because that would be awesome. Yeah. I'm excited to see what they do with that, and I'm excited to see the kisses from Volume 3, because there were a lot mm-hmm. of kisses. Like, I didn't include them all. Like, they kissed a lot yeah. in the graphic novel. Mm-hmm. 
I hope they include the teachers. Yes. Their little side story. Yes. Um, and I hope they actually put put the scenes in where Nick speaks French mm-hmm. to keep it true to his character. His actor doesn't know French, <laughs> so he better learn Maybe it quick. He, I hope he they made him learn <clears throat> because his dad is French. French is sexy. Mm. Uh-huh. Bonjour. <laughs> he said bonjour. I can speak French. Very <laughs> little. <coughs> Don't make me laugh. I took two years of French in high school. I, I took six years of French. <laughs> we were talking about um, the other day Kit Connor who plays Nick in the series. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking to you about the backlash that he's gotten. Yes. And I actually found stuff that explains why he was getting backlash. So he was getting slammed by fans of the show uh-huh. um, saying that he was queer baiting, which if you don't know what that means, it means that straight actor casted for to play a gay character. I don't see why that would matter anyway. In this case, I don't either. In other cases, I would be like, okay, I understand. Like, if it's a black character, yeah, cast a black character, a black person to play that character. Yeah. But like for the LGBT community, I just feel like it's better to get the word out. So as long as they're still playing mm-hmm. that part, then I don't care that they're if they're actually that in real life. As long as they do it good. So. Basically, what Kit Connor was forced to do, he was basically forced out of the closet. Really? So, yeah. Because he was getting so much backlash, backlash, death threats, like being told to to recast the show and like told him to quit basically and not do the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, Kit Connor posted on his Twitter saying, back for a minute, I'm by. congrats for forcing an 18-year-old out to out himself. I think some of you missed the point of the show, bye. So, yes, Kit Connor is bisexual, so he's literally... Nick. He's literally Nick. And he was forced out of the closet because of that. Obviously, he didn't have to come out. I'm not saying that. It was all his choice. But the thing is, for people who are all for the LGBT community and fans of this show, like, that's not the kind of behavior we're wanting to That's never emulate. even, like, crossed my mind. Like, right. with any characters that I've watched in a show that are, like, gay or, like, part of the LGBT community, I've never once been like, hmm, I wonder if they're actually gay. Let me just look it up. Like, right. to me, I mean, I guess it's because I'm, like, I'm not part of the community because I'm straight, but... That hurts my feelings for him. Yeah, no, it hurt me when I first saw that. And I was like, I really hope this doesn't negatively affect him for future seasons of the show. Mm -hmm. And, like, give him a negative light on it. And, like, make him lose his happiness Mm -hmm. for actually, like, filming it. Mm -hmm. Because, man, that would would break me. Like, I want him to be happy on on that show. Last question is, what do you want to see in the future books? Ooh, okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know where else. I don't know where it could go. There's See, that's so what I was, I was trying to think about this earlier, and I was like, I have absolutely no clue because I feel like we've hit all of the major marks. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I'd love to see more of Tori, but she has her own book. Yeah. So we would just have to go read that book. Mm-hmm. But um, I think 
regarding the friend group, I feel like we've kind of gotten everything. So I really am intrigued to see where Alice Oseman is going to take this in the future. Um, and I hope it doesn't get boring. Yeah, that's I what I'm worried like about. Pers- me personally, I think the the fourth book ended at a good spot. Like absolutely with you know where everybody was at. So like at the end of the previous books, it you could kind of see it setting up for the next mm-hmm. one. I this think one kind of ended. Alice Oseman did talk a little bit about what Volume Five is going to look like, uh-huh. and she said Nick is going to university and he's trying to. F- you know, navigate that and trying to figure out where he wants to go because he has two options. He can either go somewhere far away um, where he wants to go or stay where Charlie is. Because Charlie is a year younger than him. Yeah, so he's still in yeah in school. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think they're battling that, um, which I think is a great plot, Yeah, but it's not enough. We're no, going to need some... Not, not for some Side plot, yeah, to keep us occupied, and I do hope a lot more talent out. Yeah, maybe is there. maybe that will make the book more. Yes, love it. Yeah, yeah, that is all I really had to say about Heartstopper. Um, you know, if you guys have anything to add or anything you want us to touch on or talk about or read or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, um, email us. We have our email, you know, pretty much everywhere. So yeah. Email or you us. can like find us on any kind of social medias. Uh, yeah. we're on, we're on uh, Instagram and TikTok. You can send us a DM. Yep. Uh, or like comment on one of our videos or something. Yeah, know? absolutely. Just whatever, all the things. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.